God promises in Joel 2.28 to pour out His Spirit on all humanity. Welcome to Global Outpouring, where we contend for that promised outpouring, and we equip for that outpouring so that we may engage in that very outpouring. I'm Philip Buss. And I'm Sharon Buss. Welcome to the podcast today. We have been committed by, by mandate from the Lord to contend and equip and engage for the outpouring of God's Spirit. But he's challenged us today to talk with you about how to prepare for what's coming. Welcome to the podcast today. We want to invite you to go to our website, globaloutpouring.org, and have a look around and see all the good things that we have available to you, the resources, the, the bookstore, and the links to our Facebook page and our YouTube channel where you can find lots of good anointed material that'll help you grow in the things of God. If you're hungry for deeper things, this is a good resource for you. And you can subscribe to our mailing list there. There's a green button that says subscribe on it. You can sign up for our email blasts and We'll keep you notified of events that we're having that are coming up. By the way, we have an event coming up in March that you might be interested in. It's called the School of the Supernatural Translation by Faith with Bruce Allen and his wife Reshma and with uh, Michael Van Vlyman and his wife Gordana. We're looking forward so much to that opportunity to get into some of the deeper things of God and move and grow into the things that God has for his children in his kingdom. So we want to just invite you to go to that website and check things out. And we also want to invite you to respond to this podcast because there are things that you're going to hear on this podcast that can be life-changing for you. If you have had a situation in your life that you feel connected, you, you're, something resonates with you in, in what we're going to talk about today, sit down and write that out. Write out what, what God has done, or, or perhaps it's a, a prayer request that you need to, to reach out to us to pray with you, and we're going to see to it that we pray and that we bring what the Holy Spirit gives for, for you. Our email address is feedback at globaloutpouring.org. So we definitely want to hear from you, and if there's anything that you are feeling you want more teaching on, let us know, and we'll just take that to the Holy Spirit and see what he gives us to give to you. So how do we prepare for what's coming? Well, what is coming? We're going to talk about what is coming and how sometimes you're going to see that it's the best of times and the worst of times, like Charles Dickens said in A Tale of Two Cities. And we're going to see God do amazing things no matter how bad the times might seem. So as we talk about this today, how to prepare for what's coming, we want you to be prepared and we want you to be tuning in to the Holy Spirit. So by the end of this podcast, just prepare your heart to make a list of things that the Holy Spirit wants you to do to prepare for what's coming. So what is coming? Some of the prophets have been saying things like there is civil war coming or a new revolution coming. And 
If you look behind the scenes, there probably is already a civil war going on. It's kind of thinly veiled mm -hmm. in, in the news. But the Word of God tells us quite a lot about what's coming. What, what do you have there, Philip, for the, what's the Word of God say about this? Well, in 2 Timothy chapter 3, and I'll read verses um, 1 through 5, but you need to be aware that in the final days, the culture of society will become extremely fierce. People will be self-centered lovers of themselves and obsessed with money. They will boast of great things as they strut around in their arrogant pride and mock all that is right. They will ignore their own families. They will be ungrateful and ungodly. They will become addicted to hateful and malicious slander. Slaves to their desires, they will be ferocious, belligerent haters of what is good and right. With brutal treachery, they will act without restraint, bigoted and wrapped in clouds of their own conceit. They will find their delight in the pleasures of this world more than in the pleasures of the loving God. Well... And are we not seeing that? It sounds like the regular daily newspaper or yeah. news on, on whatever you... Whatever platform you get your news on. You know, we, we would see this even 30, 40 years ago, 50 years ago, mm -hmm. somewhat, some of it. Yeah. You know, but not in a degree like it is now. Right. There's been nothing ever in our history like you know, what we're seeing now as far as ungodliness. Yeah, not in our lifetimes, not that we've seen. Yeah. It's 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 been, it's been. A, it's been a, a repeat through history. Yeah, uh-huh. But... What what I what I'm seeing in the spirit is that this is the forever losers' last attempt to try and keep a hold and and finish a job that he's been trying to do to introduce his antichrist system and make it global. He really wants to have his Antichrist out there. But we have this promise in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, where Paul writes about the day of the, the coming of the Lord, and he says that the, that the coming of, of the Lord is not going to be until uh, there come a great falling away first. Well, I think we might be seeing that. And verse 3, it says, Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed the son of perdition. Well, that's the Antichrist, mm -hmm. uh, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he, as God, sits in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Ta-da! Rem <laughs> remember you not that when I was with you, I told you these things, and now you know what withholds that he might be revealed in his time. For the mystery of iniquity is already at work. It's been at work since Paul's time. Yeah. And mm -hmm. in every generation, there's been an antichrist in the womb ready to spring forth because the devil doesn't really know what his time is. Yeah. And, but it goes on to say, um, only he who now restrains will restrain until he be taken away out of the way, and then shall the wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. 
Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. And, and so what, what this is saying is that there is a restraining factor in the earth and that mm. is the Holy Spirit at work in the people of God who are saying, uh-uh, not on our watch. Yeah. No, 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 you don't. Uh-uh. And that's what we're seeing. We're seeing a rising up of the people of God to, to, to uh, pray and, and do warfare because we're not wrestling against flesh and blood. Yeah. And, and I don't think this, this civil war thing has to even come into the streets. It doesn't have to be the kind of war that we're thinking. I mean, it might, it might turn out that way if the church doesn't do its job. If we as the, the ecclesia, that's the Greek word for that's been translated church in most of our Bible translations. But what it really means is a legislative body that has been sent into a place at, like a colony. And in, in order to colonize the people, the local people into the ways of, of the, the mother country. And the person who is at the head of the ecclesia is called an apostle. This is this is legislative Greek. I mean, this is this is classical Greek. This is not just church, and it's not just apostle in the way we, we might, that we might think apostle means. This is someone who has been sent to lead a legislative body that that has been sent to bring a new culture and transform a society into the culture of the motherland. So we have been sent from heaven. God sent us to earth to be born in in the world and come out as world-transforming people <laughs> because of his spirit. His spirit at work in us is bringing something new, bringing the kingdom of God into the earth, bringing God's purposes to bear in the earth. And so we are the restraining force. We are the restraining factor. And so that is our job. And if we do our job, this thing can be held back so mm -hmm. that it doesn't even come out into the fullness of what we think. So let's look at 1 Timothy 4. This is another, another statement of what the Holy Spirit is saying is going to be happening in the latter times. The Holy Spirit has explicitly revealed, at the end of this age, many will depart from the true faith one after another, devoting themselves to spirits of deception and following demon-inspired revelations and theories. Hypocritical liars will deceive many, and their consciences won't bother them at all. They will require celibacy and dietary restrictions that God doesn't expect. For he created all foods to be received with the celebration of faith by those who fully know the truth. We know that all creation is beautiful to God, and there is nothing to be refused if it is received with gratitude. All that we eat is made sacred by the word of God and prayer. So we see, um, we see a lot of, now I'm not against vegans, please hear my heart. I like vegan food, in fact, <laughs> I'm very yeah. fond of it. Um, but but there, are, there are things that are being pushed that, and it's not just necessarily celibacy, um, there's 
other other translations will say who forbid people to marry. Hmm. So there there's this general mindset that oh, we don't have to get married. You know, we can just live together. Hmm. Yeah. And that's okay. But it's not okay. No. Because well, we don't want to take that rabbit trail right now. <laughs> <laughs> but the point is that there are things that are going on all around us in our society that point to the fact that, hey, we are in the latter times. We are, you might call it end times, you might call it latter days. It, it's, it's a time that's just before the coming of the Lord. And we know that he's been saying for a long, long time, I'm coming soon. I'm coming soon. Get ready. I'm coming soon. Tell everybody, get ready. I'm coming soon. And he is coming soon. Yeah. But what we don't know is when, when he's coming. And I was delighted to hear, I think I think it was in our, one of our podcasts with, uh, with Bruce Allen, how he talked about when he was working at TBN as a cameraman and oh, pr- yeah. producer and so on. He was marveling at all these different people that had their different positions about the end times and when is the rapture going to be and he was he got so confused because every time he would hear one he'd say yeah that's right because they had such a compelling yeah, pre, word. pre-tribulation mid-tribulation or post-tribulation right and the lord spoke to him and said do you want to know when i'm coming he said yes the lord said i'm coming today so, <laughs> so he thought maybe he was going to die that day. And, and, and then the Lord made it, made it clear to him, if you will live every single day like I'm coming today, you'll be ready. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's how we need to live. We need, and, and we need to understand how important it is to occupy until he comes. Yeah. Because throughout the generation, since Paul's time, he was writing to the Thessalonians because some of them stopped working because they were expecting Jesus to come tomorrow. Oh, and, yeah. Jesus, and and Paul said, no, if you don't work, you don't eat. Come on. So uh, he, he, was, he was helping people to understand that we occupy until he comes. Go ahead and live your life. Go ahead and make long-range plans. Go ahead and do business in the name of the Lord. And just keep living like he's coming today. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. how we prepare. This yeah. is about preparing for what's coming. Well, what's coming? Part of what's coming is Jesus is coming. Yeah. And in the meantime, the forever loser is is running scared because he knows that Jesus is coming soon. And so he's doing everything he possibly can to throw trouble in our way and make mm-hmm. us give up. Yeah. Oh, that's it. Yeah, and we've... we've uh, one one thing uh, you read in the Word where uh, Jesus says, I don't even know, only my Father knows. Yes. I'm coming back. Because if there was a date that actually knew he was coming, mm-hmm. well, what what happens like, like in the Catholic Church? You know, you, um, you live your life all week, you go to confession on Saturday, and then you go to church Sunday thing, everything's cool, because I went to confession. <laughs> but that gets pretty habit-forming, you know, maybe. But, you know, Jesus is your high priest. Yes. But you just, but it's just like like he says, um, Paul says, you can't just go on the milk of the word. You have to go into the depths of God. And you're not going to do that if you're living in a lifestyle like I've sinned all week and 
then you know I get then I ask for forgiveness before the church service Sunday morning just in case there's a prophet there you know that can maybe call you out <laughs> that's what I lived with <laughs> yes how many times did we get saved when we were younger <laughs> over and over oh and my. over and over but here's here's the thing that we need to understand God gave dominion to man humankind I'm talking about uh-huh. not just the male gender but man man was given dominion over the earth and that did not change at the fall mm-hmm. man still has dominion man always has had dominion but the forever loser cannot ex- execute his plans without human assistance we yeah. have to understand that he you know people give so much power to the devil that in their understanding and and in their words and when they speak that kind of power that gives him power yeah. it's what we speak that makes the difference and mm-hmm. and so he goes around lying and bringing subtle subliminal suggestions and deception and pos- sometimes possessing people to dupe people into getting into what in, into doing what he wants them to do yeah mm-hmm so as we are humans, our words are what happens because we were made in the image of God mm-hmm. and he created everything by his word. So our words are creative. And, yeah. and you know, we heard that in Shirley Smith's testimony about her, how her mother kept saying to her, and, and I'll, put a, I'll put a link to that podcast in the show notes on the Charisma Podcast Network. So... Her mother kept saying, you are despicable, despisable, uh, rebellious, just like your father. And the more she said it, the more that's what Shirley became. We create with our words. So the devil is looking for us to create with his words, and God is looking for us to create with his words. Mm -hmm. So it's our choice what we create with. So Psalm 103 verse 20 says in the Passion Translation, So bless the Lord, all his messengers of power, for you are his mighty heroes who listen intently to the voice of his word to do it. I like that. It's true. So let me read that in the Amplified Version. Bless, affectionately, gratefully praise the Lord, you his angels, you mighty ones who do his commandments, hearkening to the voice of his word. The angels are standing there waiting to hear us give voice to the word of the, of the Lord. The, the word hearkening, um, it, it has to do with hearing. And I, I love the way the Passion Translation says it. it they listen intently. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, it's listening, hearing, and obeying. That's what the word hearken means here. Um, so these, these mighty heroes, these angels, are listening to the voice of his word to do it. So when we speak the word of God, we are making a declaration of the word that, the angel, that will activate the angels to go and do the thing that the word of God says. And that's why it's so important for us to study the Word and learn what the Word says and learn how to operate in the 
in the understanding of what it says so that that we're we're working with the holy spirit the holy spirit is working with us the holy spirit is inspiring us as to how to pray praying with the holy spirit praying in tongues praying the word of god all of these things make things come to pass now the flip side of that is that there are fallen angels mm-hmm there yeah. are there are other kinds of spirits that are also listening to the words of our mouths. And when we speak those things, it empowers them to go and do those things. Yeah. So when we have these these negative things that are being told to us, and mm-hmm. what we're hearing is the intention of the forever loser. We're hearing what his plans are. And just because that's what his plans are doesn't mean that they can happen if we don't speak them with the authority that we carry. Mm-hmm. Then he cannot do them. If, if we hear him say those things and we, we say, uh-uh, we bring the blood of Jesus Christ to bear to negate that intent, yeah. to, negate that, to negate those orders. I like to, when I'm praying for, for something, I like to, to picture it in my mind as some kind of a written order that has been given to a demon to go and do something. <laughs> and I, I like to picture taking like a, like a rubber stamp that says canceled. And, it's, and I like dip it in the blood of Jesus and I stamp it canceled, 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 canceled. We cancel it with the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. And that's how we, that's one of the ways that we can war in spiritual warfare against these principalities and powers and rulers of darkness of this world and spiritual wickedness in high places. So there's there's preparations in the spirit that we must do. Now there's preparations in the physical and I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with preparing in the in the physical, but you've got to know what what it is that you're supposed to do. Yeah. You don't just go out and buy a bunch of beans and rice because somebody said something's coming. Yeah, I remember when I was when I was a teenager. Of course, this was um, this was in the early seventies, and all there's all this noise. There's Russia's going to attack. You know, there's right. going to be a nuclear war between the U.S. and Russia. And, and my parents went out and they bought you know, all these different kinds of beans and everything you know, and put them in bags kind of airtight as you could and put them in these you know these steel trash cans and all that but after 20 years these beans were like rocks i mean it was, <laughs> i remember because <laughs> my mom and dad had moved you know they took the beans and everything with them you know and and we remember they put them in a pressure cooker and they were still hard the pressure cooker did not soften them up and i think probably the only thing you could do with them is uh, maybe put them in a grinder and make a uh, flour out of them, you know? <laughs> maybe. And maybe it could grind it. I don't know, but but I, I think we just threw them away, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and it wasn't so very very long ago that we decided to throw away the stuff that had been stored uh, by our predecessors fifty years ago. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, is this still good? I don't know. And, you know, and guess what? Russia never attacked. You know. Well, yeah, but that's because the intercessors <laughs> stood up and said, not on our watch. Yeah. They all re- repented. Uh-huh. And, and that's the thing. We have a job to do, and we have to hear from God. Yeah. 
That is the number one thing. Now, there there are important things to do in obedience to the Holy Spirit or in obedience to a vision that you get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, but sometimes visions, even, even in the Bible, the book of Jonah, for instance, Jonah was sent to Nineveh and he mm-hmm. preached and he preached and said, yet 40 days in Nineveh shall be destroyed. But they all re- repented. Yeah. And so God extended mercy because they they repented. Mm-hmm. And there, this nation has gone through cycles of, you know, it's time for judgment. And the intercessors say no. And they all repent. Then nothing happens. You know, it's, it's uh, le- you know, learning to hear the voice of the Spirit. Because when he says to do something, even if it seems like it's out of the blue, you know, you can just... You know, really press into that. Okay, what's the purpose in that? And mm-hmm. and we look in uh, this last winter and what happened in Dallas. Yes, totally unprepared. You know, for this big ice storm and cold, mm-hmm. everything that hit. And so, you know, you're without power. And if you're up in the, you're in the tenth floor of an apartment building, there's no heat, and eventually the um, there's no water. You know, you don't have water to drink. You don't have water to flush your toilets, anything like that. You can't go anywhere because everything is all iced in and all that. And if you're not prepared, mm-hmm. you know, you're really going to be in a hard place, especially right. if you have some some uh, medical issues and your prescriptions or this or that. But it's or, or maybe if the Holy Spirit just said, just get out of town. He'll put some arrangement mm-hmm. and you're not there when it happens. Right. And it says, oh, and shut the water off before you go. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> drain the pipes. You know, because what what happened? You know, when the power, everything went back on. You know, I remember seeing all these clips on YouTube. You know, and you know, and people are standing in their beautiful homes, and all of a sudden the ceilings falling in because there's water. Mm-hmm. The pipes are broken yep. up, and that they've never experienced anything. But if we can listen, learn That's to listen to it. the voice of the Lord in preparation, and even if you live in the far north, if you keep a if you can keep a three-pound coffee can candle with uh, five wicks in it, that can keep you from freezing. Mm-hmm. Of course, you have to have a way to light it too. Mm-hmm. Keep, you keep <laughs> blankets in your car, and because some of these uh, places, you know, where you, like Montana, you could go for like a hundred miles, and or two hundred miles, there's no town. Mm-hmm. And what happens? You get caught in a snowdrift between here and there. Yeah, you know, it's survival. It's per- survival mode kicks right. in because your car may get drifted over in snow. You know, and it's uh, these these things happen. It's true. You know, so it's listening to the voice of the Lord and preparing for when He says something to do something, even if it seems oddball. Yeah, and, and that's the important thing about walking with the Lord. We have to walk in an intimacy that enables us to hear His voice, and sometimes you sometimes you hear His voice. Let me just say it this way. One of the ways that I hear his voice often is when I ask him a question and he answers me with a scripture. Mm -hmm. He answers me with a scripture because I've learned the scripture. Yeah. The scripture is already in my spirit. So it up it comes, you know, when when I need an answer, (laughs) up it comes because it's in my spirit. Yeah. Sometimes he, he highlights something, you know, and, 
There's lots of different ways that the Lord will speak to us. But one of the most important ways to hear from God is when you're considering something and you and you don't know what to do and you've got two choices and you consider those choices side by side. And when you consider the one, you don't have any peace. And when you consider the other, you have peace. And that is the spirit, the Holy Spirit operating in your spirit as the umpire. There's a scripture that let the peace of God rule, rule. in your umpire. hearts. Yeah. Umpire in the in your hearts. Colossians three fifteen says, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts. Let me let me read it in the Amplified. And let the peace, soul harmony, which comes from Christ, rule. Act as umpire continually in your hearts, deciding and settling with finality all questions that arise in your minds. In that peaceful state to which, as members of Christ's one body, you are also called to live and be thankful, appreciative, giving praise to God always. So the idea is that when you're trying to hear from God, do the thing that gives you peace. Let the peace of the Lord be your umpire. Say, okay, that that ball is foul. <laughs> That's a foul ball. And that ball is fair. It is inside the lines. So do the thing that gives you peace. That is one of the ways that you can prepare for what's coming by learning the voice of the Lord, by learning his ways, by learning his, learning how to walk in his peace. And, and this intimacy, this intimate walk with God is what brings us into a place of safety. That no matter what comes, you're always prepared because you're walking with him. Mm-hmm. You know, the angel of the Lord encamps around them that, that fear him. Those that, that, have a, uh, that have a reverence for God. Yeah. His angel is there to encamp around about you. And I, I struggled with that for years. Now, how does that work? How, what, is that, what does that look like? Because mm-hmm. how can one angel camp around you? And then I learned how big angels can be. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and, and angels are in, also in the spirit. So they can, one angel could be big enough to stand in the same place as you because mm-hmm. they're spirit beings. Yeah. It can be occupying the same space that you're, you're occupying because it's in the spirit realm and be so big that it's actually all, all the way around you. Mm-hmm. But I think there's often more than one, one angel that's been sent to protect us and keep us. And so many times, if we are inclined in our hearts to follow the ways of the Lord, he is always going to help us to find his way. Amen. But sometimes you've got to just start moving. <laughs> you can't, it's, I think there's a law of physics. I'm, I never was very good in physics. But there's a law of physics that it's easier to move it's easier to change the direction of something that's in motion rather than getting something into motion in the right direction. It's something like that. Mm, okay. So, you know, don't just sit still. Start to move in the direction that you have a clue in, mm-hmm. in obeying God. Because obeying God is really what it's all about. It's really about hearing his voice and obeying. So we're going to talk about that again in the next podcast. We wanted to give you an introduction into how to prepare for what's coming, and we'll talk some more about it next time. In the meantime, with what we've already talked about, get quiet with the Lord 
and make a list of the things that he has for you to do to prepare for what's coming for you. Because what's coming for you isn't necessarily the same as what's coming for the person Mm -hmm. down the street. Yeah. What's coming for you has to do with your destiny. What's Mm -hmm. coming for you has to do with God's purposes in your life and how you fit into the community and how you fit into culture. God has a purpose for you and he wants you to prepare for what's coming for you in the big picture of what's coming around us as Jesus is coming. Amen. So let's get ready. Amen. Hallelujah. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your review helps the podcasting platform suggest this podcast to other listeners who are also looking for a great move of the Holy Spirit. Check out our website at globaloutpouring.org to find out more information, read our blogs, connect with us, and donate. You can also browse our web store for life-changing anointed books. Until next time, this is Sharon Buss. And I'm Philip Buss. God bless you with His overwhelming, loving presence.